Welcome to the Faith Seeking Freedom Podcast, a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute. Your questions about faith and liberty deserve thoughtful answers, and we're dedicated to giving you solid responses so you can live free and flourish. So we have Mark via Facebook asks, in what ways is libertarianism biblical? In what ways does libertarianism deviate from Christian values? So I'll take that one at first. Libertarianism at its core operates in a parallel fashion to the Bible or to Christian theology. It's not something that we automatically derive from Scripture in the same way that we don't automatically derive things like mathematics or economics or natural sciences from biblical uh, revelation. But what we find is that the principles that we discover regarding politics and ethics are congruent and convergent with what we are revealed in the Bible and the things that we understand via Christian theology. In what ways does libertarianism deviate from Christian values? I would say not very much at all, if anything. The key here is that not all of us understand or express libertarianism or necessarily even Christian theology in a perfect way. What we do understand is that, again, in the same way that if I make a uh, a mistake in mathematics and I don't recognize it at first, maybe I perpetuate that error for a while, it doesn't refute or get rid of the idea of why mathematics is important or why the fundamental principles work, but rather we are figuring it out through reason and through practice, through discovery. And these are things that we understand as well via theology and by natural ethics or libertarianism in this case. So we see them primarily as working together in tandem or in parallel. One of the things I like to say is that libertarianism is concordant with Christian thought. So Nick, you are familiar with the early church fathers and I would want to know, what do you think about this question? Is libertarianism biblical? Would the early church fathers have any libertarianism streak in them? Or is that just anachronistic to call it that? Yeah, I mean, the label itself, of course, wouldn't have been in use at that time. But I think a lot of the the principles that we today associate with uh, libertarianism can certainly be found in the church fathers. The way the early Christians kind of saw themselves was as an alternate community. So they were living in the world where Christ was king and he had brought the eschatological kingdom, which was now to be lived out through the church. So they saw themselves as being a part of the world as it still stood before the final consummation of the ages. Nevertheless, there was something unique. There was something different about what had happened with the advent of Christ. And they believed that they were called into this new community under a new king. And that the ethic of that new kingdom was non-coercive, that it was about love and ministry and service to your neighbor. And of course, when when we talk about things like, like that, we don't mean in the sort of new agey way of love, but genuine Christ-centered love and service to your neighbor and being a beacon to the world. As a result of that, they were very, very skeptical of anything involving the state. You know, obviously, there were there were converts who, who were in state positions within the early church, but those who were, for example, in uh, the military, 
were encouraged to resign their positions, or at least they were forbidden to engage in war. And some people would say that the reason for that is because the military in ancient Rome, and really the state in general, was sort of bound up with the emperor cult, with Mithraism and these other sort of pagan religions. But it was seen in in the first century, I mean, you couldn't separate these things and go, oh, well, that was the reason. The reason they couldn't be part of the state is just because of the idolatry. These were sort of inseparable things that the early Christians and and also the pagans saw as, as going together. So for the church fathers, separating from the world system while still being a witness to the world and living in the world, a key component of that was not giving homage to the old way of doing things, and that that included the state. So, you know, all, all that all that is to kind of say that, yes, the philosophy with which they approached their entire worldview was never, let's use the state to get what we want, let's use the state to redistribute wealth or go after people we think we should go after. It was always based on what can we do as the people of God to make the world a better place and show that there's a better way? You know, I just want to say, don't you think at the heart of this question, though, it, we really need to sort of define libertarianism at the outset? Meaning, I think if you pay attention to discussions that are happening in the libertarian space out there right now, there are very narrow and then very broad definitions of what maybe libertarianism is. And so I think at its narrowest sense, which is libertarianism, which defines the legitimate or illegitimate use of power and coercion when it comes to our interaction with one another in society and the state's interaction with us in society, then I think libertarianism is entirely biblical. But, but I think people come to this discussion with not a fully formed or maybe an incorrect definition of what libertarianism might be. And so people tend to take maybe the platform of the libertarian party or their this particular libertarian individual that they know and say, well, this person is, you know, libertine or they have certain moral or ethical positions that aren't congruent with biblical Christianity well, that wouldn't necessarily be a reflection of libertarianism as a philosophy. So at the Libertarian Christian Institute, we definitely believe that libertarianism is congruent with biblical Christianity and that to the question of whether libertarianism deviates from Christian values, I think that's more of a question of how do we explain or how do we bring into harmony some positions that either, you know, that libertarian politicians or libertarian organizations might have on certain issues that deviate from Christian values. And I think that's an important question because we encounter positions in libertarianism that seem to be contradictory to Christian values. Do you guys want to talk about any of those particular uh, deviations? I think we have a a pretty potent example of what you just described in the conversation that Norman had, I think it was last year with Al Mohler, in that Al Mohler was during this, it was sort of a exchange sort of moderated on on a podcast. And 
Al Mohler kept insisting that because libertarianism supposedly in his mind was an all-encompassing worldview, that's why it was incompatible with Christian thought. And Norman had to clarify over and over again, what are the boundaries of libertarianism in terms of its reach? And I think that is one of the reasons why perhaps people on the left or even really conservative Christians sort of look at libertarianism and Christian libertarianism and say, well, you have a conflict of interest here because this is how I see libertarianism and this is how I see what it means to be biblical and think through politics. And a lot of times there's a lot of just unclarity as to what what each really believes. So Norman, I'm guessing that was a kind of a frustrating interaction for you because you weren't trying to be all encompassing with what you meant by I'm a libertarian. Absolutely. And I think it's worthy of pointing out, I think, especially as, as far away as we have been from ne- from that conversation that happened right in uh, early 2016, so just about a year ago. It's amazing how if you are involved in a particular kind of uh, philosophical or political movement, um, that you become very willing at times to point out something that somebody in a different philosophical or political movement says or does as being completely representative of that movement whatsoever, but that the aberrations within your own are just that, they're aberrations. And uh, unfortunately, I feel that that oftentimes that's what happens. And, uh, and we should be careful not to do that to other people, mind you. We shouldn't do that to Republicans slash conservatives or Democrats slash uh, neoliberals or, or whatnot because we don't want to be treated like that either. And I think that's what Al Mohler was doing then, uh, that they, that they uh, sometimes these anti-libertarian Christians uh, want to point out, well, you know, this guy is a libertine and, and claims libertarianism. That must mean that you're, you guys are a bunch of hooey. Um, well, that's, that's a false way of, of arguing. And we don't like that when people do that about Christians. And we shouldn't, as libertarians and Christian libertarians in particular, do that to other people either. Right. And, you know, he brought up he brought up Ayn Rand, which we'll get to in a future question here. And that that probably was a little irksome as well, because <laughs> quite <laughs> if well. you can't hear my frustration in that, in that, pot, in that uh, recording. Uh, listen closer. I think it was the only <laughs> deep breath that we heard from you in that. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Probably was. <laughs> this podcast was inspired by our popular book, Faith Seeking Freedom, which is available on Kindle, softcover, and audiobook at faithseekingfreedom.com. Want your questions answered on our podcast? Email us at podcast at libertarianchristians.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so we can reach more Christians with the message of liberty.